Hello, hello, hello. Hi, guys. This is Sarah and Heaven. She got a lot prettier and a deeper voice. So Heaven is out right now. She has a stomach bug. We all kind of had a stomach bug today, but I decided that we were going to do things separately. I brought on CJ because I don't like being alone. Don't get used to it. For those of you guys who don't know, CJ is my husband. We've been married for what? Almost six years? Yep. Six years next month. So that's exciting. Happy anniversary. <laughs> He's a little shy and uncomfortable. I'm a little uncomfortable too. Me and all my trucker friends, because I'm a truck driver, because we all have headsets and we all talk to each other all day long while we're driving, we should start a podcast. That would be fun. We'd get canceled real quick. I think you probably would. The stuff that he tells me, he comes home and tells me that they say and that he says. But how many times a day do I tell you? You can't say that. It'd be a guys only thing. <laughs> truck driver only. Those would be the only people that get it. Truck driver and military friendly. So let's start there. Tell us about yourself. So, so I was born in Ohio, 1995, May to be exact. Old man. Yep. I have been in the Marine Corps, did four years there, met some of my best friends there. We met while I was in the Marines. She had a flat tire, so I changed it and downhill from there. We'll go into that story a little bit more in a minute. Just tell us about you. Yeah, so I'm a veteran and a, a truck driver for a rigging company now. So I take oversized loads and equipment all over. He actually just went to Texas recently and brought back how many bottles of wine? Well, technically it's illegal, but I brought oh. back a whole pallet. Should we not talk about that on here? That's my ride or die moment of my husband. The fact that he brought me back so many bottles of wine. If you guys are interested, you should watch Smokey and the Bandit. That's pretty much like that. It was real, my real life, though. I can almost promise that like anyone listening to this is not going to watch Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> You're missing out. He's, like, pretty much local most of the time. Sometimes I go to Texas. Occasionally sometimes. out of town. Right now we got, we're working in Chicago and Morgantown, West Virginia. But he's home pretty much every night. Let's talk about how we met. I was in the Marines, and me and my best friend were on duty, which duty is a 24-hour cycle where you're pretty much guarding the barracks where everybody lives. All the single people live, I guess. If you're married, you live out in town or in base housing. We're on duty together, and he was messaging this one girl on Tinder. He said, hey, man, she's got a friend. And usually after 24-hour duty, because you're awake the whole 24 hours. Or you're supposed to be. Yeah. Sometimes you switch off and have rest periods, but me and him, for the most part, usually just stuck it out together because we knew... Usually when you have a 24-hour duty, you have the next day off. We had the next day off, and he's like, hey, you got you want to go meet this girl? And he showed me a picture. I was like, eh, I don't know. Nuh-uh. Uh, yeah, I liked sleeping after duty. 24 hours awake, <laughs> I wanted to go to sleep. Don't make me look bad on the podcast now. Well, I know she wasn't too excited to go see me, because you'll find out later in the story. I was like, all right, I'll go. So... It was like 4 or 5 o'clock in the afternoon or something. He's like, we're meeting him at this tattoo shop. The girl my best friend was meeting was getting a tattoo. We go to this tattoo shop. We pull in, and we're sitting in the truck getting ready to go in. I'm like, hey, man, I think that looks like her. She looks like she's leaving. <laughs> He's like, he said, well, we'll go in. Maybe that's not her. All right. So we go in, and it was her. So we were sitting in there for like a couple minutes, and she come walking back in. She didn't talk to us, didn't even say hi to us. She looked at her friend and said, hey, I got a flat tire. 
Then her friend looked at us and she's like, hey, she has a flat tire. So me and my friend went out and I did all the work pretty much. Changed her tire. She had a debt to pay to me for changing her tire. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a debt to pay. Actually, what's funny is I, I took a video of you guys. I don't know why I did this. I think I just didn't care. Mm-hmm. And I took a video of you guys like changing my tire. I'm going to see if I can find it. But I do have that video. I think it's in my Snapchat memories. But it's just him and his friend like messing around. We weren't messing around. We were working. Oh, yeah. So hard. After 24 hours a week. He was telling you guys, I guess, that I wasn't excited to see him and the picture that I saw that I was like hell no it I mean he does this thing and I'm so glad he didn't do it today because actually it would have been a perfect example but he shaves his face and then leaves just the mustache like just a little bit of the mustache and it looks like a pedo mustache like it looks really bad I'm the kind of guy that whatever the rules are I always try to push them as far as I can so in the military you can't have facial hair other than a mustache and it's got to be you know so so high above your lip so low from your nose from the side to side so they yeah you don't have much to work with but that was what we were allowed to have so I had it so that's why I was like not interested because I, I guess I shouldn't be so shallow I like based it off of looks at first because I was I was hot stuff back in the day like I had to like find somebody that met my standards yeah. But anyways, go ahead. So after what happened? So after, I can't remember if I rode with him or I rode with you. I think I rode with him. Cause... No, you rode with me. You definitely rode with me because she stayed and got her tattoo finished up. I was like, I'm going to go back to the apartment. Do you want to come? I know we ended up back at the apartment and then my buddy was like, hey, where are we eating? So we ordered Buffalo Wild Wings and I went with him to pick it up and he paid for all of it. It was like $100 worth of freaking chicken wings. Thanks, Ben. We love you. And this was like six years ago, so... If we're, if we're Inflation hadn't even hit back then. So it wasn't a big deal that he paid for the Buffalo Wings. <laughs> yep, so we got free dinner. We watched Finding Dory. That was our first movie together. But we didn't really do much of watching the movie. Well, the rest is on another website. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you don't want to talk about it? No. I'll talk about it. No, we don't need to talk about that. Why? The family that listens to this. It's unfiltered. They know now. They can put two and two together. What happened? <laughs> You already said we didn't watch much of the movie, which we did. That's why nothing happened until after the movie. What can I say? I'm a classy lady. <laughs> I'll tell you, she ain't that classy. Baby. Now I am. Now, yeah. <laughs> now that I'm wifed. I changed her. Oh, for yeah. For the better. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, anyways, the crazy thing is that maybe, like, two or three... Three months later, it was, that was in January, like the middle of January, and we got married in the beginning of April. So three months. We moved pretty quickly. Yep, six years. Three. First song was you know, a Kelsey Ballerini song. Yes. And now, six years later, she come out with a new album. I'm sure you guys all hear that. The divorce the album. Divorce album. What's funny is we just went to a Kelsey Ballerini concert the other day for a date night, and she came to Cleveland, and we drove up there, and we met these people in line, and I was like, her new album is so good, it's so raw. She said, yeah, but if you didn't want to get divorced before you heard the songs, the new songs definitely will make you want to get divorced. Yep. And they do. I, uh, I belt those songs in my car, but 
I'm, I'm, I'm staying. Don't worry. You ain't going nowhere. <laughs> so the reason we got married in three months was me, we were, my unit was, we were getting deployed. So I told her, I was like, hey, I don't really want you staying around Jacksonville, North Carolina. It's not was, really the best place. He was trying to be controlling. Yeah. So I was like, why don't you move to Ohio? You can live with my sister. She's like, well, I'm not moving to Ohio for a boyfriend. I said, okay, well, let's get married. She's like, is that you proposing? I said, no. So I went to Walmart then later on, <laughs> got me a nice $80 ring. And in our little one-bedroom apartment, I got down on my knee in the kitchen. It wasn't even in the kitchen. It was I was in the bedroom. It was like probably I was like in the kitchen, two hundred square feet, something yeah. like that. Super small. You were small. in the doorway, and I was in the kitchen. Yeah, I was in the doorway. I, do I was like, "You want to marry me?" She said, "Sure." <laughs> it wasn't a very romantic proposal. Pretty sure we were eating uh, Tyson fried chicken patties. She used to make this stuff. It got me, got me all fat. It got but... him hooked. She used to make this chicken parm. She'd use, use use the Tyson chicken patties and some noodles and some canned uh, tomato sauce. and <laughs> Canned tomato sauce. It was game on from there. I got him. So, ladies, if you ever want to lock it down, just pull out the chicken parm recipe. doesn't even have to be fancy. It wasn't. It was on our Walmart plates and <laughs> plastic silverware. We were living on a budget. Military doesn't pay good. Yeah, our first apartment was super small. Did we have a dog in that apartment yep we got our first dog oh callie yep yes yeah, she actually got hit by a car while i was deployed yep yeah it was on my birthday so i lived with my sister-in-law how old was her kid at the time like maybe like two maybe mm-hmm. they went on vacation like it was a big family vacation and i don't know why i didn't go either i wasn't invited or no, no i don't think it was that i wasn't invited i think it was that it I think was you too were working. late It was too late, I think. Or maybe I just, I don't know, maybe I just didn't want to go. Plus, we had the puppy, so. But anyways, I stayed and I dog-watched her dog and my dog, which she was a puppy. But anyway, she has, like, a fenced-in backyard. And our dog, like, had a habit of getting out of the fence like she was so small she could like go under the fence and on my birthday like I had gotten home from like hanging out the dog was like created the whole day so I like let her out and I went to go to the bathroom and she like it all happened really fast I got a knock on the door and then I heard like tires screech at the same time and when I heard that happen like I was looking out the back door to try to find her And then, you know, it all just happened very quickly. And he was sleeping, I think. Um, What did I, like, message one of your friends or something like that? And they woke you up? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. I forget what time it was. I think it was, like, 3 in the morning. What were we? Eight hours ahead or behind? I can't remember. I don't know. But, yeah, it was a big time difference. So I was sleeping. Yeah, it was really sad. So that was our girl. That was mm-hmm. our first baby. Yeah, that took a turn. That was a little depressing. And then from there, what happened? Like you were deployed until probably for another half a year around there. Yeah, we didn't come back until shoot that February, sometime around there. We were gone for Christmas and New Year's, Thanksgiving, all that good stuff. And then I was getting out in the next September. But I ended up getting out a month earlier. He saved up, like, all his, like, off days. Yeah. I ended up getting out a month early in August and 
got out on a Friday, started working my job that I got on a Monday. They always say the military is the hardest transition. So me and me and her definitely we struggled. Uh, I was working two part time jobs, and then she was working a job and in school. And then I finally got full time. We barely ever saw each other. He was actually working nights. Were we both working nights? Really? Mm -hmm. Um, I think there was a period in there where I wasn't working and I was just in school. And then I decided to work. So either we never saw each other, or when we did see each other, it was when we were sleeping. We had some struggles in there. Like, a lot of struggles, I think. And most of it was just, like, we didn't really communicate well because, one, we never saw each other, so we never knew what was going on. That could have been avoided by communicating better, but, you know, we were just starting out, and it was hard. Like, it just felt lonely all the time, I think, and probably for both of us. I mean, just for me, like, I can speak for myself. It was lonely, but... The first couple years of a marriage, too, are tough as it is and then you throw in uh eight and a half month deployment and then getting the transition out of the military yeah that's something you never really hear people talk about because that was really hard like when you first came back I was super excited to see you and to like spend time with you and not to be vulgar but it was like we like had that that intimate like first little bit where we just like had sex and it was like okay that was great we haven't had sex in like so long and then after that we kind of like there was like a disconnect it was like we were excited but we were also like very like overwhelmed I feel like but in the moment like not ever going through something like that before and for both of us like you had been deployed before but not coming home to a wife I think it was just very overwhelming and for a long time like I think you were like looking for that like feeling of like your like brotherhood again even though you were like still working with them you were living with only them for so long it was like super hard for us yeah it might not be hard for everyone what was your experience like how did you feel I don't know you go from living in a room full of your best friends for eight months and then you get back and I mean you're so used to that I mean wrestle and whatnot on the floor and then you'd walk to chow go get food together then you go to work together you're with with these guys 24 7 and then you get back and they get give you like a couple days off and you're with your wife or whatever and you're like well i wonder what the guys are doing (laughs) well it was hard because when we when you were deployed I remember, like, calling, you would just be playing, like, video games. Like, you just were, like, hanging out with your friends or playing video games with your friends. And there was, like, a very obvious, like, barrier. Like, not only the distance, but just, like, I mean, we were newly married, too. So it was, like, how are we supposed to connect and, like, form that bond? Because, one, you were so far away, but, two, it's, like, on top of that, we barely knew each other. I don't know. I just feel like we hadn't, like, made that connection yet. And you got back. It was probably a year, maybe a little bit more, before we, like, actually started, like, bonding. I never really was a video game guy. My buddies are like, hey. Should go to the PX. They're having like a a sale on PlayStation Fours, so we go and I buy one. We're up. We go to work. You know, I get off, call her for a little bit, go to eat. That was always like my kind of excuse. Is like, hey, I'm gonna go get food. I'll call you later. So I go get food, come back, and then we play Fortnite. That was the fucking game. Little did he know he was causing like trauma <laughs> to me. I'm always down to to play. 
He's lying. It's just okay. on the weekends now. I don't have a whole lot of time. He barely now. ever plays video games anymore. I need to get back in it. No, you don't. Now he has two kids, and if he started playing video games, I think I would lose my shit. How long was it? Well, we started trying. Not trying, necessarily, but we weren't doing anything to, like, prevent having a baby. And then we started realizing that we were, like, struggling a little bit with it. And then maybe, like, a year after you got back, we went to the doctor. Yeah, probably somewhere around there because we lived in the one house for just under a year and then once we found out we were pregnant we bought our first house i always knew that i had some sort of like i had a gut feeling that i had some sort of like fertility issues just based on like my periods and other things that i've gone through like growing up i just kind of figured that there was something going on but i officially got diagnosed with pcos and then we were able to start like an actual plan of getting pregnant and, like, medication and all of that stuff. And that was really hard on us, too, on top of everything else that we had been through. We got pregnant, what, like, four months after, like, starting the treatments and stuff. Mm-hmm. We had our little baby princess, Alessi. She's perfect. She's a little shit now. I was just about to say that. She is a little shit. She was our first baby, and I feel like we had a great experience like being parents for the first time we really had no issues besides from like getting pregnant we had no issues in the pregnancy and we had no issues with the birth you want to talk a little bit about the birth experience (laughs) nurses are you know doing their thing and the doctor comes in she's starting to push and all this and that i'm standing there taking it all in and the one nurse looks at me and she goes, hold this leg. <laughs> so I hold hold the leg. I'm holding it. I look down there. I look back at her. I look down there again. I looked at the nurse and I was like, take this leg. <laughs> and I just started letting go of her leg. And they slid a chair under me. And I fell right back into the chair. And then they gave me a couple of these little circle juice boxes. In my birthing pictures, you can see him sitting in the background drinking a juice box. So I'm drinking these juice boxes, <laughs> and then she comes out. Everyone's like, where is he? And I'm, like, sitting there drinking my juice box. And then, like, Grandma, are you going to come over and cut it? Her mom was there, and she's like, CJ! <laughs> Freaking out. Well, because the whole time I was saying, where's CJ? Where's CJ? And no one was answering me. And I thought that was really unprofessional, honestly, of the staff, because... That was the one thing I was concerned about, and it did, like, keep me from pushing and, like, doing my job because I was like, where is my husband? I was thinking he's, like, passed out on the floor or, you know, there's something serious going on if they're not telling me what's going on. It was affecting me, and I was like, hello, like, is anyone going to talk to me? So that's why I, like, yelled, and I'm like, where are you? Because literally no one was answering me. So then I come and I cut the umbilical cord, and then no one prepared me for this either. Everyone always told me because I'm also a hunter. Are you going to talk about me shitting myself or what? You didn't. What are you about to say? I'm scared. Yeah, you didn't poop. Okay, go. I'm a hunter, so everyone's always like, you can gut a deer, you could take that. That's no problem. But no one ever told me, after you get done cutting the umbilical cord, waterfall of fluids that comes out after the baby comes out. The placenta. And everything else that was up in there, too. They asked me if I wanted to see that, and I was like, absolutely not. Why would I, I ever? It looked, looked like a brain or something. Yeah. Almost, a little circle. I 
photographed someone's birth, a couple people actually. I did see the placenta when I did that and it didn't look that bad. It actually was really cool. I enjoyed looking at it, which is a weird thing to say, but but I did not not want to see mine. Not at all. I actually heard that the Kardashians like eat their placentas. So A lot of people do. It's supposed to be good luck. Well, maybe we should have ate it then. Yeah, we had pretty good luck with her. Yeah, no, we did. We had a great experience. It was so great that we decided to have another one, like, very quickly after. When Alessi was just her first birthday, at her first birthday, I had, I was probably, like, maybe somewhere in the 8 to 12 week period pregnant with her brother. And I had just found out the gender of the baby, like, that week of her first birthday party and we were so excited because it was like we had a girl and now we're having a boy and his pregnancy he had a heart defect I was losing a lot of weight during pregnancy I couldn't keep anything down I was sick all the time it was just a horrible experience it was like a game changer from the first time and it really made me think like I'm never getting pregnant again where do you stand on that now (laughs) I'm still okay with that as of right now you think I think so. I think we're, like, content where we are, and, you know, if it ever happened, then whatever. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would be happy. I would be happy, but... Yeah. But I think we're To go back to the doctor to try to get pregnant again, I don't know. Yeah. there are a lot right now, maybe in a couple years. If we did ever have another baby, it it wouldn't be going through the doctor. It would just be, like, if if it's meant to happen, it'll happen by itself. I do sit there sometimes and look at the fuzz boy as he waddles around, <laughs> and I'm like, man, it'd be nice to have another one, but... He's so cute. My problem is, is I think about, you know, try to give him a, a good life, and the more that we have, the... Not saying they're not going to have as much, because they don't, they don't need or want for anything, yeah, but... Yeah, they have everything, but... But the, the less, uh, like, even attention and whatnot that they'll get, I mean, we would still make it work if we were to have another one but yeah it's just a lot to think about like you said i'm very content with the two that we have one of each when i was growing up my parents got me a little four-wheeler and what they got me they had to get my sister so she got a little four-wheeler too and i bet alex reminded them of that every time (laughs) they just they knew so they just did it right off the rip yeah she actually ran into the no offense to them women drivers out there but she ran in the back of a car parked car in the driveway with the four-wheeler i could see that actually i but she's a good driver now yeah but i could definitely see that happening yeah she knows her directions you don't know directions yes i'll give that to her i mean but she also has lived here her whole life six years is not really a long time especially when we've lived in three different cities in that period after our son i went through like really bad postpartum depression and that you know that was a lot for us to go through too so it that definitely makes me think about not wanting to have another one as well. There's a part of me that's like, oh, like, I'm not going to get that again. But then I'm like, well, it just went downhill for each kid. So I'm like, is it going to be worse than that? There's a lot to think about in having another kid. But I think we're, like, happy where we are now. We live in a beautiful house. And, you know, like he said, we don't, none of us want for anything, like, which is... A very good problem to have. I do want a new tree stand. <laughs> I told you that I would get you one for your birthday. And I already know because you sent me the link to the one you wanted too. I'm a good wife. I get you what you want when you want it. Yeah. He said he wanted to go look at cars today. Jeeps specifically. And guess what we did? We went and looked at one. Well, and, the... she, and she's like, 
It's white. You don't want that. <laughs> I just don't think white is your vibe. He had a Jeep before, and he was, like, in love with it. And it was silver. He was, like, obsessed with that thing. Like, that was, like, his girlfriend. Like, if anything got more attention in life than me, it was the Jeep. <laughs> R.I.P. Milo. I think you're, like, going through something. It's like a midlife crisis or something. He actually, he's sporting a whole new look today. So you see this? This was not the man I woke up next to today. No. He... Big beard, long hair. Yes. We took him to Great Clips. Shout out to Great Clips. It's like, I want to get my hair cut. I want a Jeep. Just woke up in a really bad mood. So I was like, let's do it. Like, you know, I was trying to be a supportive wife and we went and got his haircut and he walked you, out. There's no Jeep in the driveway right now, though. You know what? I will I will say that if it was a Saturday, you always want to bring getting a new car up on a Sunday where there's no dealerships open. I think there was one that was open, two maybe, and they were like over an hour away. I even said we could go to those ones and he was like, no, that's too far. So don't give me, don't take my credit away. I feel bad because this podcast is about mom shit and we're not talking about any mom shit. I know, but I feel like people like to listen to, like, a husband's, like, point of view on life. My friend Candace, she was telling me that she made her husband listen to this podcast, and she was like, I think he just needs to hear it from a different wife's point of view and not, like, his wife. And I feel like a lot of wives or moms that listen to this probably like to hear a guy's perspective on things, you know? Yeah. I'm sure I'll be on more, but... For now, you guys get the backstory of my life and what we've been yeah, going through for the past couple of years. Not going through, but doing where we're at right now. We're so doing- maybe next time I'll be on, I'll have a really nice fucking Jeep <laughs> in the driveway. Who that, knows? That's the goal, huh? Yeah. I mean, you could get all into the, the beans and potatoes of it, but there's... <laughs> Who says that? <laughs> you get into, the, get into the nitty gritty and it's like... Oh, do I really want a car payment? You know, my truck's almost paid off, but I had my Jeep and it was paid off and it was just sitting in the driveway and I'd come home with my pickup and I'm like, man, it was just killing me to see it sit there. So yeah. I was like, well, fuck the it, reason let's that, sell it. The reason why we got a new car was because the, the Jeep, kids. it wasn't safe. It wasn't. It, it was, really wasn't. It was safe. Don't listen to her. A wheel flew off. Someone probably loosened my lug nuts. I got locking lug nuts on after that. But yes, a wheel did fall off, and it flew. It, flew it, it off. went past me. <laughs> it flew off. <laughs> I hit a bump. It felt like I was on ice, and it, it, then I hit another bump, and it went. The back tire flew off, and it, I looked over, and it was my driver's side tire. It was bouncing past me, and I just kind of veered off to the side of the road, and I'm just watching it. And it, a car like was coming this way, and they missed it, but then it bounced and hit a tree. Went into someone's bush. almost hit someone's car sitting in their driveway. And I was like, wow, that could have been really bad. I honestly couldn't believe that that happened. But I think at that point I was like, okay, now it's time to get something Look for a baby safe car. You're not taking our kids anywhere in that car. I was like, well, I only go to work and home. So I'm not really going to take them anywhere anyways. But if you're telling me to get a new car, I guess I will. (laughs) And I did. And then it bit me in the ass because I'd missed my Jeep. Kind of disappointing. Because I was hoping, like in a dream scenario... That we would be able to, like, go buy that Jeep back and he would have it back. But... I was thinking about that. That would be pretty cool, but... Oh, well. It wasn't meant to be. Maybe I'm just meant to have a nice brand new one. (laughs) Not brand new, but, like, new used, new to me. I think... A couple years old. I told him. He usually drives stick shift. So I told him, like, 
if we get a new Jeep, like, it's got to be automatic because I can't drive stick and I definitely want to be able to take the Jeep some days. But yeah, I think we're going to wrap this up. It's pretty late and we have to make sure this gets up by tomorrow. Heaven, like I said, she had a stomach bug, but she's going to be doing an individual episode this week and that will be up on Friday like normal. For Friday. Yep. And then next week we'll pick up with our scheduled scheduled together content thank you baby for coming on and being on the podcast you're welcome sorry to all the moms and wives out there that had to listen to our boring story they wanted to (laughs) they got story time instead of hot mom shit (laughs) i think it was a good one i think people are gonna enjoy it but we'll see we'll see the feedback if we lose like 50 subscribers well here's the thing if you listen to it the whole way through don't unfollow because It's not going to be every week. They'll be back on their hot mom shit here before long. (laughs) I hope all your friends listen to this. (laughs) I hope not. (laughs) I was telling them we had a deer fry on Saturday where all the guys I hunt with, we get together. And I said something about, oh, I got to watch the kids tomorrow. They're like, why? I said, I'm not telling you guys. They're like, oh, you're going to fucking tell us now. (laughs) They're like, what? What do you got to do? I said, I'm not doing anything. They're like, what? What's Sarah doing? said she's doing a podcast. And they're like, oh, in that Wine and Dine podcast? I said, no, it's fine wine. <laughs> but they already knew about it. I said, you guys knew? And they're like, well, fuck yeah, we follow the Instagram page. I said, great. I'll hey. her to watch what she says on here. I've been doing social media since, what, before we met, really. I got him to do a YouTube channel with me, which he really did not like. So that's why we ended up stopping it. Because I just, he, I think he thought that there was too much of our life on there. He just actually doesn't like you know being on camera and and stuff I think like occasionally it was okay but like when it was like an everyday like vlog thing he was like not about it and uh they've been making fun of you since that (laughs) I mean CJ they've been making fun of that's for all the husbands out here I'm gonna edit that out no come on (laughs) I hope that this didn't even like pick that up that's disgusting but yeah, they've been making fun of him, us, <laughs> making fun of us since then. But it's, like, all in play, playful yeah. fun. But it's just funny. He He's, like, they started making fun of me and your TikTok. <laughs> yeah, they send me pictures. Like, I was in the TikTok the one time carrying Alessi out of the bath, had her wrapped up in a towel. And they sent the, they screenshotted it and sent a picture to me. And they're, like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I said, I'm making money, bitches. <laughs> Okay, we're getting, like, so off topic. But anyways, yeah, thanks for joining us today on Fine Wine. I love you. Love you, too. Say it like you mean it. Love you, too. I will see you guys on Monday, but heaven will see you on Friday. And, yeah, here's your 60 seconds of silence.